Good morning, everybody. Today, Bezat Hashem, we'll be learning Daflamid Aleph in Maseches Kiddushin. We're going to do the Ilan Nishmas Barry's father-in-law, Oliver Shalom Tovi Ben Aaron, and also Mazel Tov. Libadal Chaim Tovi Maruchim. Barry just had uh, Barry and Sandy became grand, great grandparents of a child in Lakewood uh, since we last learned. So Mazel Tov, maybe Zilcha is a grandson. This is a great grandson. A great granddaughter, Zilcha. The Torah, the Torah. I don't know. We learned it two days ago. Okay, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. Okay, Kiddush. That's one thing for sure. Definitely reason to celebrate. When we continue to have many, many reasons to celebrate this year, next year, and beyond. Okay, so eight lines up from the bottom of Lamed Amud Beis. We were talking about Ish Imov Aviv Tiro. Sounds like both the. Uh, a male and a female, the son and the daughter, have, right, the mitzvah of kibud By the way, tiro sounds like yira, right? There's a certain fear that you have of parents, just like you have yira shemaim. Again, that feel me coincidence, you have yiras of your parents. Says, says the Gemara, uh, If it's true that both the, right, son and daughter have to have yiras uh, of the parents, so then why does it just say ish? Because a man, right, has a specific, right, uh, obligation to his parents that he always is going to have because a man, even if he gets married, right, he has that responsibility because nobody could tell him what to do as opposed to a woman, if she's married and her husband has a rishus on her, okay, and he says, you know what, that money we need for our family and this and this and that, right, he's the one that, that's, concern, uh, that's, you know, controlling the purse strings, as it were, and therefore, uh, she may not be in a position always to do that once she's married, to which the Gemara says, however, right, both the son and the daughter are equal if she was married and then got divorced, so then, right, once she's independent, Right, it's always like who takes care of the parents. You know, upon who does the parents who need to be helped by the children? Upon who does the obligation fall? So normally, it's right. We know societally that the daughters uh, really step up a lot more than the sons. That's you know in today's society. But technically speaking, it's supposed to be the sons. So you sons out there, uh, keep that in mind. Okay. So we see in Mishlei. Right, it's it also says the word kavod with regards to Hashem, just like in the Torah it says in the Ten Commandments. Right, with regards to your parents, it says the Gemara Hishvakos of Kibud Avim Makom. Right, this is the analogy: you honor your parents like you honor Hashem. Similarly, Ish Aviv Right, so we talk about kavod, we talk about yira. It says a person should uh, fear, so to speak, his mother and his father. We also have the idea of Yira uh, and Avodas Hashem. So again, Yira with regards to parents and Hashem says the Gemara Hishvakasa Maras of Lamaras Makom. Right, the the reverence that you have for Hashem is compared to the reverence that you have for your parents, and the reverence that you have to your parents is compared to reverence you have to Hashem. Of course, Chas Vashem in the opposite. Nemar Mukalal Avivim Right, you curse your parents, you deserving of death. Venemar Ish Ish. Person's going to have to carry that iniquity and sin if they curse Hashem. 
and and thus the Gemara says Yishva Kasa Birkas Avaim the Birkas Amakom. It's using the word Bracha as a right ironic word, right? It's a sagina that you're not allowed to curse your parents and you're not allowed to curse Hashem. It's the equivalent idea. Aval vada yefshar. Now you're not allowed to hit your parents, but there is no parallel lashon for Hashem because you can't really hit Hashem. You can't patch Hashem. Uh, but that suffice it to say that hitting your parents would otherwise be as serious as hitting Hashem, just like Yira and and uh, right and Kavod and and Klala. and it all makes sense. because after all, as we know, there is a right shutfus. The father, the mother, and Hakadosh Baruch Hu all collaborate together in the creation of a human being, and therefore every human being has to answer to that right to to that collab that that collab. So Tanar right? So we have to have that. That's how serious uh, the uh, the mitzvah of Kibbutz Avim is. Three lines up from the bottom. Tanar Banan Shlosha Shutfin Heim BeAdam. Let's talk a little bit more about this. The collaboration of the parents and Hashem. Hakadosh Baruch Hu va'aviv imo, right? Hakadosh Baruch Hu and the parents. B'zmanch Adam mechavid et aviv imo. Amar Hakadosh Baruch Hu ma'ale ani aleim kilu darti b'neim bechivduni. So when a person is mechavid his parents, and that's how great kibud aviv is. Hakadosh Baruch Hu says, you know what? I uh, I can hang out with I can hang, uh, hang out with these people. I'll consider it as if I live among them and they honored me as well. So honoring your parents is in essence honoring Hashem, right? Maybe that's the reason we have parents. That's what my, uh, my, my daughter in 11th grade, Bas Yaakov, Popo, she's in Mrs. Beanstalk's class. She said, do we have parents because, uh, do we have Kibbutz Avim because we have parents or do we have parents because we have Kibbutz Avim? So she told the girls, the reason we have parents is, and the reason Hashem set up the world that way is so that you could have this idea of Kibbutz Avim so you could have, learn the concept of Yerush Shemaim. That's what he, that's just, she explained to the girls, okay. I told I told Popo whatever Miss Beanstalk told you that's that's the answer that's what it is. Okay, says the uh, says the Gemara. It says now we have this the following idea. We know that we said when we said that you should have to honor your parents. It says your parents first, your father first. And then when it says ish when we talked about Yira, we mentioned the Ima, the mother first. So Tanya, Rebbe Omer, It is well known. By Hashem and everyone, Shakein Mechabed Esima Yosem Aviv. Right? Why are you saying that you should have covered for your father first in the pasuk? Because naturally you would have more covered for your mother. Why? Yeah, because she's nice to him, so she has more respect for her. Right? We're in Lamanav. Right? That's why the pasuk says the Av first because it's more natural to do the Aim, so we have to emphasize the Av. And conversely, that fear obviously is more of the father than the mother. That's an interesting. It's not. That's an interesting twist. You would have thought just because the father is more intimidating. No, because the father teaches him Torah. That's why it comes to Yira. The the pasuk emphasizes the mother, which is to say, you're supposed to have yira for both your parents and covered for both your parents. And the pasuk is intuitive, right, of human nature, and switches them in order to emphasize that it should be equal. Good. Now, Tani Tanakamayder of Nachum, Bismach Adam Mitzdaris Avivis Imo Hamar Kadosh Baruch Right, uh, there was a brice that taught in front of Rav Nachman when a person is annoying his parents. Hashem says, Yafei Asisi I did the right thing, not uh, hanging out with them. 
Because if I would have been with them, it wouldn't have been a good chill, right? It would not have been enjoyed. So uh, I'm glad I didn't get involved with that, right? Um, so it's a way of understanding that you are pushing away Hashem in a sense, right? Without, if you don't have proper kibbutz ava aim. Okay, nine lines down. Rabbi Yitzchak, mamish daf yomi coincidence. Kol over aver b'seiser kilu dochek ragle hashchina. This is another idea, right? Once we're talking about pushing out Hashem, and Hashem doesn't want to hang out there, so that's the aver of kibbutz ava aim. But really, any aver that a person does, right? Bechad rechadarim, as it were, right? Uh, because that implies what? That they don't want other people to see, okay, but they're okay with the fact that Hashem was here and everywhere and sees everything, uh, can see. Shanemar, so it says, he's dochek ragle shechina. Why? Shanemar, koamar Hashem, Hashemayim kisiv haaretz adam raglai. Right? So Hashem says that the whole world, this is in Isaiah, I'm everywhere, right? So if I'm, if he's everywhere, so then it doesn't matter which room you go to, Hashem's there. But by doing the Avera Beseser Bedavka, intentionally Beseser, you're pushing Hashem out. So you're dochek his feet, his feet are dangling into every corner of the earth, and you're pushing those feet away saying, no, this is, you don't belong here, this is my own Daladamas, let me be in my own domain. I'm Rabbi Shem Levi, also So that's a, that's a form of, of pushing Hashem away, uh, which obviously is awful. I'm Rabbi Shem Levi, also Adam Shehalach, Arba Amos, become Kufa. Person can't walk, Daladamas, Right, with the haughtiness, erect, posture, shenemar, melochol, arts, kvado. Because again, the world is full of Hashem. He's here and there and everywhere. So what, what, uh, right, what place do you have standing straight, like, erect, like as if you own the place? Ravuna Bereda Rivshua says, lo maski arba amos rosh. This is the yamaka sugya. You don't walk around with your head uncovered. Because, amar shechina l'malam roshi, because he said, you're, Right when 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 your coworkers ask at work, why do you wear a yarmulke? You say it's a sign of humility. There's something above me. I'm not the top, right? There, Hashem is above me, and it is a form of humility. Okay, that uh, is according to Rav Huna Yeshua. Okay, now, Shal ben Almana Achas is Rabbi Eliezer. Interesting practical Shiloh with regards to Kibbutz Avaim. There was a son who was orphaned. And he asked Rabbi Yezer, "Abba Omer Shkeni Maim veIma Omer Shkeni Maim, a Kibudav Aim Shaila. If both my father and my mother say, give me a drink of water, Eizem Aim Kodim, who takes precedence, Mom or Dad? Amar Le, Hanach Kvodi Mech, Vasek Vodavicha. So Rabbi Yezer said, actually, your father takes precedence. Why? Shatav Imcha Chayim Mechvodavicha, because after all, you and your mother are both Chayev to give cover to your father, which is to say, your wife is Chayev to give cover to her husband. We all know that, right, Barry? Okay, Balif Neiver Be Yeshua." And then he went to Rabbi Yeshua and asked him the same question. So he asked Rabbi Yeshua and then he asked Rabbi Yeshua. So Amr Lokach, Yeshua gave him the same answer. So Amr Rabbi, and then he went ahead and asked Rabbi Yeshua, mo. he says, what if my parents got divorced? So Amr Rashi explains, his eyelashes, like some of them have fallen out and Rabbi Yeshua, who is very intuitive, understood that he had been crying a lot, which meant that he must have at some point had the trauma, not of his parents getting divorced, but of being orphaned. And so he said, As Rashi explains, unbelievable, Rashi says, uh, Once Rabbi Shur realized that, that the question wasn't coming from a sincere place, which is weird, right? He's saying the question was, you know, it, it's still a good question, right? Who do you have, who takes precedence, the father or the, or the mother? But why would this Talmud ask the question? Rabbi Shua 
sensed a certain insincerity in the question and therefore gave him Lashon Schok, like a, gave him like a joking answer. He said, put down the pitcher in the middle of the room and call them like Kukadoo and like, and tell them to come. Just like, just a Lashon Schok. It didn't really give him a proper answer. Um, the article quotes Shulchan Aruch and Yerodeh that says that in such a case, really, if a person has divorced parents, the mitzvah of kibud ave'em, a uh, person gets to choose, so to speak, right? It's, it's equivalent, right? The mother and the father, he has equivalent obligation of cover to them. Um, but Rabbi Shur just gave him sort of like a joke answer because the question itself wasn't asked in a serious way. A little bit of a Quran or it's Muslim moment. Like, you know, sometimes if you ask, okay, you could ask a question that's not relevant to you in the abstract, right? And that's okay. But apparently something about this question was uh, insincere. Be that as it may, Darsh Ula Rabba Pilchah Just based on the fact that Hashem and the parents are the ones that give birth to you, that are responsible for your creation. Um, Ula was in the entrance of the house of the Nasi, and he gave a shear about this. He says, "My right on the steps of the right uh, parliament, as it were." He says, "What does it mean when it says that the kings of the world will acknowledge you, Hashem, because they heard the statements of your mouth?" What does this mean? My marpicha It doesn't mean the statement. It didn't say the statement. It said the statements in plural. Ela plural statements. What does it mean? As follows, right? And he's starting the Ten Commandments. So Ten Commandment number one, Commandment one is, I'm Hashem. Commandment two is, there shouldn't be any other Hashem. Unbelievable drusha. He says, What kind of, uh, right, narcissist is Hashem? Says, say, right? He's everything about, look at this. He's all about himself. I am your God. There shouldn't be any other gods. He's very self-absorbed, this God. Say the But once you get to the fifth commandment of honoring, is that right? Honoring your parents, they realize, oh, he's not really all about himself. He's just about you know where the covet really belongs. The covet belongs in Hashem. That's first and foremost, and with your parents as, as well. So again, by divvying out the covet to parents along with himself and acknowledging, right, conceding this shutfus. Um, to the parents as well, that shows the Umas Olam, just a fascinating concept, that Hashem is not a narcissist, but actually is just a realist, that it's the Hashem and the parents to which he divides out the kavod, and that actually chazru vahodu, they, right, that causes them to retract the original position that Hashem's a narcissist and to say that the original two statements, the mamaras arishonos, are actually legitimate, right? So that's what it means when it says, that Hashem yod in Tehillim, that Hashem kol malchayaretz. Those people will realize kishamru imei ficha. That even Hashem has the humility, right? To this idea of tzimtzum, not to get into it, but like the humility to divvy the covered amongst not just himself, but to invite not one but two partners, right? The three-way, right, uh, giving away of the covered to the Hashem and the parents. Okay, Rava Amar, Rava learns it from somewhere else. Mehacha, Rosh Dvarcha Ms. Rosh Dvarcha Ms. says that. The be, where, where does it say that in Tehillim also? That uh, this is in the famous Tehillim Kufya test. You say the, the beginning of your words are all emes. Says the Gemara. What do you mean rosh dvacha? You only start with emes and then you kind of tail off into not truth. What does that mean? No. Yeah. That in other words, rosh dvacha emes means that from the what the later commandment of kibud aim, 
Right? He's learning the same thing, uh, Rabbi, just from a different pasuk. The pasuk in Tehillim teaches you that from the later commandment of Kibbutz Aveim, you realize Sharosh Tvarcha Emes. That's where you realize that it all starts from a place of truth and honesty. The Anoche Shemokecha comes from, right, truth. Fine. So now five lines up uh, from the mid sidelines. The nations of the world uh, recognize, right, that there's an idea of Kibbutz Aveim. And we have stories about this. Um, so they asked him, how far does the mitzvah go? So that even the nations of the world have kibbutz avayim, and you should learn from them, right? Uh, how much kibbutz avayim you should have. In Ashkelon, there was a person named Dama Benesina. But Dama Benesina Shemo. The chachamim wanted to do business with him. Okay. They wanted to buy something from him. Bishishim Rebos And they were re- ready to give him a profit of 600,000 gold dinar. All he needed in order to get, right, to make this money was to take a key that happened to have been on, on the pillow, under the pillow that his father's head was laying on. And Adama, uh, right, Nasina wanted to avoid waking up his father and he was willing to throw out all the 600,000 dinar, just for the sake of Kibbutz Ava'em, of Salah. Wow, we're supposed to be inspired by that. Uh, you know, Birnbaum reads and he said, Gai Shakab, right? Like, if it was a Jewish father, you would have killed him for not waking him up. But no, we're supposed to actually learn a tremendous uh, Musa from this. Another, so now let's go through the story in a little more detail. I'm reviewing over Shmuel. Shalos Rebbe Leezer, Adhechan Kibbutz Ava'em. They asked Rebbe Leezer the same question and said, how far does it go? I don't know. Same story. V'dom v'nesina Shmo. So what was this business? In other words, why would the Chachamim Dafka be doing the business? And why would they be doing it Dafka with this non-Jew? The answer is, he had the Avonim of the Ephod. That was his business. So for that, they would have given him 600,000. Rav Kahana said that it was 800,000 gold dinar. And the rest of the story is the same. The key was under the pillow of Lotzi Yarel. And he didn't wake up his father. Then, the next year, right, because everything is of course, if you do things for the right reasons, you get repaid. So Hashem gave him the repayment in the following form. Same guy had the para aduma born to his flock. So again, they're doing business with him for all the basic stuff. He says, I already know you guys. Paraduma, you need this. There's only one. You would give me everything. I, I, there's, there is no price. You give me a blank check. Unbelievably uh, principled person. Halavai, uh, we should have Jews like this. He says, I'll only ask you what I, what you, what I lost because of the cover of the Father from the previous year. Unbelievable. So you see, this person was not Metzuvah, and he acts with so, so, such principled ways. Metzuvah Osa, alachas kam vakama. He or Metzuvah Osa should all the more so think of how much schar you get for behaving properly, for having the kibbutz of aim, and having a strong moral sense. The famous idea that, yeah, when you're not Metzuvah and you're volunteer, the volunteers are always the ones that are hustling and trying the most. Right? If you're on the clock, you're trying to just like run out the clock, punching the clock as it were. But no, <laughs> when you're getting paid, you're supposed to be more motivated than when you're volunteering. And that should be our attitude towards mitzvahs. 
regarding that point, Amar Yosef Mireishav Amina Mandavar Amar Lealacha Kerbi Yehuda the Amar Sumer Potam and Mitzvah Savidi Yom Tov LaRabbanan. The Yosef was blind, so he said, "I initially always thought there's a machlokas for Yehuda and Chachamim." Yehuda says that a blind person is Potam and Mitzvah. So I always thought that that if I, the Allah is Rabbi Yehuda, like Rabbi Yehuda, that I would make a yantiv l'arabanan because after all, I am blind and I'm really potter min mitzvahs and look at me, I'm doing all these mitzvahs, I must be the best. Ta'alom uh, meaning because I am not commanded to perform mitzvahs v'ha'avidna and yet I do them. So aren't, isn't that great? However, that was before he knew what we all already know now that we, that hashta d'shemina l'damar rochanina because we, then he heard the principle of Rebchanina, Gadol Metzuv Ve'oseh Yoseh. So now that I heard that it's greater to be Metzuv Ve'oseh, Adaraba. Now I want to know that I am Metzuv despite the fact that I'm blind, right? Which is the Chachamim, really. Uh, discussion why it says not like Rebbe Yehuda. Be that as it may, Avidna Yom Tov Le'Banan. Now that I now that I think that if I am Metzuv Ve'oseh, now I'm making Yom Tov Le'Banan. Better do the Metzuv as a Metzuv than in a not Metzuv. Let's go back to Dima ben Nesina. This guy seems like a great guy. Right? So if Dima came and told the story from this guy, he lived in Israel, this guy. He said, he was dressed in a gold embroidered cloak, sitting upon the robles gnome, dressed in the nines, unbelievable. Look at this. He had such kibbut aim. Turns out his mother was nuts. She rips off his clothes. Tafchalol Rosho patches him on the head. Yarkal of spits in his face for loy chlima. And he did not shame her. This guy was a tzaddik. Anyway, Tana Avimi Bereid of Rabbi Abo. Yesh machel leAviv pisyone v'tordem in Olam. V'yesh matchinu beRechaim. As we turn to our base, umevil chaya Olam. What's going on? Chaya Olam haba. This is all about attitude, guys. You could you could feed your father right uh, duck uh, and still drive him from this world. Or you could feed him like, you know, Wonder Bread and still bring L'chaim Lama Ba. He doesn't elaborate. Rashi elaborates. Rashi brings the Yishalmi, the first Rashi in Lama Alpha and Bays, and discusses how it's a matter of attitude, right? You can give him, right, um, venison and say, come on, Dad, eat, Dad. Let's go. Come on, Dad. Nobody has time for this, Dad. You know, and be obnoxious. Or you can take care of him in a simple way and yet be extremely respectful, and that's really what matters, is the attitude. Rabbi Abou says about Avimi, his son, he did kibud avaim. He had five sons who got smicha. It's a big schus. And then, nevertheless, when Rabbi Abou came to the door, right, so... He would Then Avimi himself would run to open it. And the whole time he said, "Yes, yes, yes, yes. I'm opening. I'm coming. I'm coming." With tremendous reverence. One day, Rabbi Abo told Avimi, "Please get us water to drink." And at the icy nim name, when when Avimi was bringing the water, right? So he was very, very insistent. Right on and he gachin kai alei adi sire. And he bent over and waited for his father to awake. While he was waiting, amazing Rasha here, while he was waiting, due to the tremendous kibbut avim that he had, he was, he merited understanding Mizmor La'asaf. He merited understanding that Mizmor. What's, what's the big deal about Mizmor La'asaf? Well, 
the pasuk, the the parakentahilim, because mizmor lasif discusses the destruction of the base of mikdash. And the question is, why is it a mizmor? Right? It's a it's a kina. Right? It shouldn't be a mizmor. Why are we singing and dancing? What's so great about the destruction of the base of mikdash? The answer is that the base of mikdash was the eitzim ve'avanim. Right? That that was a destruction of just you know. So we lost property. But at least we weren't destroyed physically, and that was the insight that he was zochet to on account of his tremendous kibbutz Avaim. Okay. Now, Amalei Rabbi Yaakov Arvula Abayek, in a situation such as my own, right, um, before I go, come back, what do I do? Before I get back from the base matters, I always go learn on the base matters. By the time I get home, Abba Madali Kasavim Mazgali, so Hechi Avid, I get home. And my parents both already, right, prepared cups of water and mixed wine. They, they have everything ready for me when I get home. So, like, they're being, they're mechavim me so much. What should I do? So, Amalei, so I said to him, Listen, how are you supposed to allow your parents to do things for you, right? This was, I don't know if this, our generation really even understands this question. The question is, can you even, you're supposed to have so much keep it off aim, you're not even supposed to take anything from them. How are you, so how are you supposed to even, like, handle it? You're, you're at Serengeti and, and your parents like take out the credit card. You can't accept that. Those are your parents. Are you kidding me? You're supposed to be paying for them and taking care of for them. So he says, how are you supposed to do it? That's like a shayla. You're supposed to go ask the rabbi, Rabbi Rose, what should I do? He says, well, from your mother, you can accept. From your father, you can't even accept the credit card. Because... Since he's a Torah scholar, uh, it's not appropriate. He'll he'll get depressed if you allow him to serve you. Okay, Rabbi Tafan Rabbi Tafan had a crazy mother. I have to say, because uh, oh no, yeah no that, that that was the next yeah no his mother was fine. That's what the guys in the base medish told him. He was ex- exceptionally uh, meticulous in. Keep it off of aim. What happened was the whole aim was to have us by a lamesic purer. Whenever she wanted to climb into bed, Gachin Vesalakla, he bent down, he let her climb onto him into bed. And whenever she went off the bed, he also allowed her to climb onto him to reach the floor. Tremendous expression of reverence in Kibud aim. So says uh, the art school explains that he went and started like praising himself, so to speak, in the base marriage, telling everybody, this is the kind of kibbud aim I have. So what did the Talmidim say? Right? What do you mean? That's not even kibbud aim. She's a great lady. Of course you're going to bend down and let her get into bed. She treats you nice. You know, you want to see kibbud aim? Have her take all your life's possessions and throw them in the ocean and spit in your face and then don't say anything. That's kibbud aim. So it should motivate people to keep it up aim even when it's difficult. Yosef heard the footsteps of his mother. He said, come let me greet the Shechina. That is the incredible level to which he had the Kibun Ave Aim. It's happy as a person who never got to see his parents. Uh, it happens to be Rabbi Yochanan was one such person. Rabbi Yochanan ki ibarto imo meis aviv. After he was conceived, his father died and then yalta meis imo and his mother died at childbirth. And so to Abaye, uh, the same thing happened. So Rabbi Yochanan and Abaye didn't have parents. Aini, um, is it true? We saw all since brachos. Abaye is quoting his mother. But we already know because Rashi told us there. That was his adoptive nurse mother. Okay, so Rabasi Avalei, he By the way, why is it better to never have parents? Because of the difficulty 
is a difficult mitzvah to perform, and it is therefore, he's saying it's so difficult, it's an expression of how difficultly, difficult it truly is. So now we're up to Ravasi, she told him, I need jewelry. So he got to her. I want a husband. So he said, I'll look one for you. He says, I want a nice man like you. So now he saw she was weird. So he went off and ran away to Eretz Yisrael. Uh, we will continue that story tomorrow, Bezat Hashem. We're about seven lines up from the wide lines in Lamed Aleph, Amud Bez.